uncommon enthusiasm, if not complete coordination. For days afterwards, our front steps looked like the victim of a food-coloring balloon prank. The highlight of Porchfest is the annual parade, which is always led by a marching band, a fire truck from the local firehouse, the same vintage convertible that appears each Porchfest and then is not seen again on Hobart Street for the rest of the year, and all the kids on the block, some riding bikes or scooters, others tunelessly playing musical instruments, or in the case of my nine-year-old son, Nate, randomly throwing a baseball up in the air. It's all hopelessly chaotic, like a band in which all the musicians are playing from different sheet music, and it's all wonderful. And every year, the parade starts with the children reciting the Hobart Street Pledge. I always love the pledge, at least the concept of it, that in our increasingly entropic world, we share a community, an identity, a home here on Hobart Street. I love the pledge, that is, until I bother to listen to the words, which I discovered one year ago something like this. I pledge allegiance to Hobart Street Northwest. Gay or straight, woman or man, all are welcome on Hobart Street, except for Republicans. The end of the pledge was meant to be all good fun, I suppose, except for the fact that it reflects an uncomfortable truth. As much as my neighbors on Hobart Street speak to the values of diversity and tolerance, they have no real interest in viewpoint diversity. I have tried episodically and unsystematically to find a Republican on Hobart Street. They must be there. Our precinct is 94% Democratic, an astonishing number on its face, but that must mean that there is still that 6% somewhere. It's simple to find Democrats. Bernie banners? Yes. Hillary bumper stickers? Sure. Black Lives Matter yard signs? Plenty of them. And everybody sucks, we're screwed 2016 sign that pops up right after the election? You bet. But evidence of support for Bush, Kasich, Cruz, Carson, or Trump? No, 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 and hell no. I posted a plea on our local message board next door in Mount Pleasant for information on any Republicans on Hobart Street and was met with a stony silence. At one point, I thought I would hit pay dirt with my neighbor Richard, mostly because I knew him to be entirely dismissive of liberal orthodoxy. But it turns out that Richard is just dismissive by nature. When I finally cornered him, he confessed he hasn't voted for a Republican for president since 1992. I heard tale of a Republican who used to live on Hobart Street, but that's as close as I ever came. Truth be told, in its political homogeneity, Hobart Street is not all that unusual. During the 2016 election, the Washington Post asked Virginia voters whether they had any family members or close friends who were supporting the opposing candidate. 54% of Trump supporters and 60% of Clinton supporters reported that they had no family members and no close friends who were planning to vote for the other side. It is an extraordinary thing if you think about it for a moment. Virginia was a closely contested state, swinging back and forth on election night, ultimately going to Hillary Clinton by just five points. But somehow, a majority of Virginians had managed to arrange their friends and family to be entirely politically compatible. Amazing as it is, I must confess that it was the same for me as well, but at least I have the excuse of living in a single-party neighborhood. Truth is that my neighbors don't really want Republicans among them because they fear and dislike them. Over the past two years, from time to time, I've conducted an informal and resolutely unscientific poll of neighbors and guests on our street, asking them, would you say the Republican Party's policies are so misguided that they threaten the nation's well-being, or would you not go that far? Almost uniformly and almost always without hesitation, they have answered yes. When I have pushed harder and urged reflection, they have affirmed their strongly held belief that Republicans as a group do form a real threat to the health of the United States. That may make the good people of Hobart Street seem parochial and perhaps a bit paranoid, and maybe they are, but does not make them unusual.
In fact, the partisanship reflected on Hobart Street is completely in tune with the rest of the country. The question I've asked of my neighbor is the same question that the Pew Research Center has used for the past 20 years to get a handle on political polarization in America. Pew carefully designed the threat to the nation's well-being question to suggest that a positive answer is a substantial, maybe even daring statement against the other party and perhaps the democratic process. Yet the number of people answering yes has risen at a frightful clip in recent years, nearly doubling since 2004. But it has gotten worse. More than half of Democrats, 55%, say the Republican Party makes them afraid, while 49% of Republicans say the same about the Democratic Party. Among those highly engaged in politics, those who say they vote regularly and either volunteer for or donate to campaigns, fully 70% of Democrats and 62% of Republicans say they are afraid of the other party. Since these figures come from polls taken in June 2016,